Hello and welcome to the Contentment Theory Podcast. I'm your host, E. Giovanna, and together we're going to navigate this overwhelming modern world by discussing topics such as spirituality, mental health, enjoying your own company, and much more, all in the hopes that you can find some contentment and inner peace with your authentic self. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Contentment Theory Podcast. So I am recording this episode at my workaway host house and yeah, I'm in Canada. So I thought I would do like a little update because I've been here a week now and um, it's been one hell of a week, let's just say that. So I'm going to do update for about five minutes. So if you're not interested in any of the Canada updates, just skip ahead five minutes and I'll dive into this week's topic. So I've been in Canada, I think about a week and a half now and wow, yeah. So it feels like so much has happened. It feels like I've been here about three months rather than six, what is it, nine days. So here's a little overview of what's happened to me in the past week. So I got to Vancouver on Wednesday the 7th and obviously the goodbye the airport's really emotional but to be honest once I said goodbye to my sister and mum and my dad I was kind of relieved because it felt like the worst bit was over and then the flight was okay the first flight was fine it was pretty chilling um got had a couple of glasses of Prosecco so you know that helped me relax um and then I got to Iceland for my layover and then I got on the second flight and the second flight was about eight hours and the first half was fine but the second half I did start to feel anxious because obviously with the time difference it was time for my body to start going to sleep but I couldn't sleep when I was on the plane because it's uncomfortable so then when I landed in Vancouver I was like really tired feeling anxious and then my phone wasn't working which was great so I couldn't I couldn't use my phone for anything and at that point I realized how much I do rely on my phone for everything you know just like getting directions of places or googling where to find things and then I finally got to my hostel you might have seen on my tiktoks um i've been making like tiktok diaries of what's been going on but the hostel was horrible like it was just gross and it was dirty and it was really sketchy and there was weird people staring at me so at this point like i was saying i was like really overwhelmed i was tired i was anxious and then i decided last minute to book into like another airbnb because i was just like i can't i can't stay here tonight like i'll I literally yeah I just couldn't so it was so stressful trying to book another place to stay so late at night and because I was really tired as well my brain doesn't really function when I'm tired so my whole body was just in this like giant stress mode so anyway I got to this new place and I basically just didn't sleep all night because there was so much cortisol running through my body because I was so overtired I was stressed I was overwhelmed I was anxious and to be honest that first night was awful and the only reason I got through it is because I was just speaking like interchangeably with like my mum my sister and my best friend and they got me through that night so yeah not gonna lie first night was not great anyway didn't sleep all night and then I decided I was gonna go out that day get a few tasks done because I was just like, I'm not sitting and staying in this hotel if I can't sleep. So I went out in Vancouver and I did a few admin tasks and 
that day was hard but I got through it and I was still tired and anxious and overwhelmed but I was sort of distracted because I was just trying to get these admin tasks done like a bank account etc so that night I got back to my Airbnb and I slept for 12 hours because I was just so exhausted and then when I woke up the next day I felt so much better like my anxiety was reduced quite a lot and I wasn't feeling that as overwhelmed and obviously I wasn't feeling as tired because I'd slept for 12 hours so then this this is the Friday yep so that was the Friday so that day I was making my way over to um, Vancouver Island because I was going to stay with a workaway host so this day was actually really I really enjoyed this day because it was like fun adventurous and I felt like yeah, I felt like I was the main character in a film, to be honest. And I made my way to Vancouver Island. I got on the ferry and I'd not been on a ferry in so long. And we were going through like all of these small islands. And the one thing that I'd weirdly been kind of thinking about quite a lot and obsessing about is, you know, all the beautiful trees and where you always see when you see pictures of Canada. And then when we were going through like all of these islands all you could see was these like beautiful green pine trees and I was really having like a main character film moment then it felt good I think I was listening to Florence and the Machine um anyway so I've been at my workaway host house for about a week now maybe a bit longer than that and I think it's definitely been ups and downs and I've had points where I felt overwhelmed and I felt anxious but I think as each day goes by I feel like more settled and I think I just feel more in a routine I'd say because I think I've realised that I'm definitely the sort of person who thrives from stability and routine and yeah so creating my own routine when I've got here has really helped me feel like comfortable and helped me feel safe and also my host is really nice and they're very welcoming and the place I'm staying is so beautiful I can't explain it it's just like this huge hippie bohemian house everything's like wooden and there's just art everywhere and yeah I've just been spending most of my days gardening and helping out with like general household tasks and then I've been having like a dip in the ocean every day and I just absolutely love it. So yeah, that's generally what's been hap- what's happened in the past week. I'm not going to go too much into detail because I'm going to do sort of like a, a full episode to catch up on what's been going on, but I'm going to do that in a few months time. So I've got, you know, more to talk about and I'm going to talk about reflections and things like that. Okay. So that was a little bit longer than five minutes, but that's okay. Okay. Without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. So I posted a TikTok the other day. I feel like I start all my sentences saying that, but that is where I post a lot about my sort of mental health, spirituality, vision. So I posted this TikTok the other day saying I'm embracing how to be a sensitive person. And so many people liked and commented on this post. I think it was like maybe like 90,000 people like this post and so many people comment on it saying that they feel the same and that they're trying to embrace being a sensitive person and it just felt so validating that so many people were like yeah 
I'm a sensitive person too and I'm trying not to see it as such a bad thing. Also I got a variety of other comments on this post so I just thought it would be a good idea to have a discussion about how I'm embracing being a sensitive person and my journey with that and how I'm changing the narrative around it and trying not to see it as such a bad thing anymore and I also wanted to dive into how I'm generally being more open and honest about my emotions and how I feel, how I'm doing this and how it's benefited my life. Also I just wanted to jump in and say I'm sorry if you can hear any background noise, mainly squawking birds so where I'm living at the moment there is an abundance of birds and they are very loud and you can hear them from all over the house all times of day which I, I actually really like but it might be slightly annoying when you're trying to listen to a podcast so I do apologize for that. So I would say that in the past I've definitely had a tendency to put up a front and not express my emotions because I suppose it's been deemed as weak and it's deemed as feminine and I think in society when something is deemed as feminine it is deemed as weak or this has definitely been the narrative up until recently and it's just generally less desirable to express your emotions too much and also like it's kind of you're out of control a little bit for expressing your emotions too much. I think this is definitely a cultural thing so I had a look into it and this makes a lot of sense now that I've read into it. So I did some research and it turns out that the reason why British people are quite stoic, so stoic means sort of a person who can endure pain and hardship but without displaying any emotion about it. This is a reputation that was shaped from the wartime because of all the hardships that British people faced during the First World War, First World War sorry, Second World War and the post-war era. So for example, this is really famous, the keep calm and carry on posters. So it's essentially British people have been told this message all throughout these years to almost pride themselves on their capacity to grin and bear it. And this has been passed down um, through the generations and it still lives within British society today. I still, I do think that things are getting better and people are able to talk about their emotions more openly now, but I still do think for the older generations it is really difficult. So yeah, that's a little bit of a little bit of history on that. So I think an adverse effect from this is that this standard has been created in society where it is more desirable to show less emotions and therefore people are deemed sensitive when they are more open and honest about their emotions but actually we all feel this wide range of human emotions but we don't all necessarily we're not all necessarily open about them all the time and as I always say I think that being able to feel and express a range of emotions is just all part of the human experience and I think it would be weird if you didn't experience the full range of emotions at at least certain points in your life. 
okay sorry getting a little bit sidetracked there so going back to my journey I think I have always struggled with this because I am a deep emotional and supposedly sensitive person so for example say I would be dating someone and the person who I was dating would hurt my feelings in some way I wouldn't be able to address how they've hurt my feelings I wouldn't be able to be open and honest about it because I would almost think oh you know maybe I am just being really sensitive or I'm being overly emotional I just need to sort of grin and bear it it's only within recent times so say the past year or two that I've been able to be a little bit more open and honest about my feelings and say if somebody has hurt my feelings in a certain way and I've been able to communicate that. I think there can be or I've experienced a lot of adverse effects from not expressing and being open and honest about my emotions. So for example when I've not been open and honest in the past about how I felt about something, say for example again if somebody's hurt my feelings, I would have like an emotional outburst at a later point about something a lot smaller and it seems unreasonable but I'm not actually hurt by the smaller thing that's happened, it's actually just a build up of emotions about the first thing that hurt my feelings. I've also found that when I'm not open and honest about my emotions that they'll be on my mind and I will be distracted until I at least acknowledge them or say I express my feelings in whatever way that they need expressing and I'll be completely distracted like I won't be able to focus or enjoy the present moment because I'm in my head about whatever emotions that I'm not being open and honest about and I found that I will become anxious because I'm going over and over something in my mind and it just gets worse and worse and builds up to the point where, like I was saying before, I have an outburst about something unrelated and it seems quite unreasonable. I've also done some research and suppressing your emotions can actually contribute to stress-related illnesses and also memory loss. So I wouldn't say there was like one definitive point where I decided oh I'm gonna start being more open and honest about my emotions but I would say that a couple of years ago or maybe longer than that so October 2020 yeah October 2020 I basically had a really bad bout of mental health issues and looking back at it now I was having a breakdown and I just basically had like anxiety attacks for like like three months straight and I think it got to the point where I was like I can't really ignore this anymore and I'm going to have to process what's going on so I can sort out the root cause of the issues. I think I remember at the time or looking back at it actually my self-esteem was really low and I think I was embarrassed because I was embarrassed that I was experiencing so much anxiety and that I think I had this thing inside me where I thought that I was just being too sensitive because I couldn't pinpoint exactly why I was feeling so anxious and I was seeing it as like such a negative thing and I was being so down on myself. 
So there was a lot of internal struggle going on at this point and I think I had to, I just basically had to do something to change it. I had to take some action. So from this point of when I had this kind of breakdown, I've been slowly opening up to the people in my life. So my friends, my family and people that I work with about my mental health issues and how I am more prone to getting anxiety and depression than maybe the average person. And since I've started to be more open and honest about my mental health issues, I've almost felt this weight lift off my shoulders and a little bit more freedom and ease with it because I feel like I'm admitting it and I'm accepting it and I'm saying that it's okay and then it's not something that I should be embarrassed about or I should be ashamed about and that we're all individuals and everybody gets affected by things differently and it doesn't make me it doesn't make me less of a person or it doesn't make me quote unquote weaker because I am just generally a more sensitive person. I think that looking back on that time of my life, I used to compare myself to the people around me who weren't as affected by these issues and I used to just think, why can't I be more like this person who's not as affected by these issues but now I'm in a completely different mindset where I don't want to be anybody else and I would way rather be me and embrace the sensitivity that comes with being me. Okay so for the next segment of the podcast I'm going to be discussing how I'm embracing being a sensitive and or emotional person. So the first thing that comes to mind is I'm reframing the narrative and if you don't know what that means it basically means I'm trying to reframe the way that I view and experience ideas and concepts and emotions. Okay so for example like I said before in the past I used to view being sensitive as a bad thing and that it was weak and that it showed a lack of control however now I see being sensitive as a beautiful thing because when I experience the more desirable emotions like joy and excitement, I experience them so deeply and it's almost a magical feeling. So for example, when something good happens and I feel joy and excitement, I feel it so deeply that I physically have to do like cartwheels or I have to jump up and down or I have to run in circles because it is running through my body so strongly and that feeling is almost magical I would say. Also if you're a really sensitive person I think that you find such joy in small things. So for example when I'm in nature I find immense pleasure in say for example I'll see like a really nice tree and I'm just like overwhelmed by how beautiful the tree is. Okay so the next thing that I found when I was doing research is that Highly sensitive people are more attuned to be creative, which I find so fascinating. So the reason for this is because sensitive people are more sensitive to their environment and just general stimulus. So for example, if a highly sensitive person was walking down the street, they would notice more sounds and more colours. Therefore, 
um, highly sensitive people pick up patterns and like other random aspects of their environment that they may have missed if they weren't sensitive to it. And that makes so much sense. So I was thinking about it and I think this is quite a good example. So when you think about poetry and songwriting, people write about such specific things sometimes. So for example, you're reading a poem and it'll speak in such detail about, I don't know, say they're walking in the woods and they'll speak about the rich colours of the woods or the sounds that they can hear and you know like I was saying if you weren't if they weren't highly sensitive to that environment they wouldn't have picked up on all of those things and I just think that's really beautiful also if you're a highly sensitive person you see the world in more vivid colors so I've I really relate to this so when I see colours around me, I almost find them illuminating and it's almost always something that I comment on. So for example, where I'm staying at the moment, the garden has so many rich and vibrant, beautiful colours that sometimes me and my host will just say to each other, wow, did you see that specific flower today? And then we'll go and appreciate the colour of the flower because it is just so beautiful and vibrant. Also, if you think about some of the most famous and celebrated artists in the world, so for example, Frida Kahlo, her paintings are just so beautiful and rich and vibrant in colour. She must have been a sensitive person because she must have been taking in all of that from her for her from her environment, excuse me, and turning it into her art. As I was speaking about before highly sensitive people feel their emotions really deeply that's one of the biggest traits of being a highly sensitive person therefore I think a lot of artists or most artists channel all of these like deep and complex emotions into their art and they make such beautiful incredible pieces of art from all of these emotions that have been channeled into it So going back to like poetry, songwriting, you can feel the depth of emotion that goes into that album. You can hear it and it always makes an amazing piece of art. So something that I suggest is if you find that you have a lot of emotions and you've not got anywhere to really channel those emotions, try and explore your creative side. So it could be absolutely anything. So for example... I channel my emotions and my creativity into journaling and into content creation and I find that it's therapeutic and it helps me process the emotions that I'm going through and overall just generally makes me feel more stable and that my emotions don't build up as much because I'm regularly able to channel them and process them and through some form of being creative. One other thing that I found when researching about the benefits of being a sensitive person is that sensitive people are quite empathetic and again that makes a lot of sense. So thinking about it in terms of my own life I do find a lot of the time when something happens I am always or most of the time considering how somebody else would feel about it so for example say if I made plans with a friend 
and I needed to cancel for some reason, I would always think, oh, how does that make them feel? I definitely wouldn't only just think about how I feel about the plans being cancelled. Unfortunately, I think a lot of sensitive people can relate to this. Sometimes I feel too much empathy. A lot of the time, up until recently, I would always put other people's feelings first and feel so guilty if I made anyone feel bad in any kind of way because I can, because I'm sensitive, I can really feel them experiencing their less desirable emotions. I can't just block it out. It is all around me and it seeps into my soul. So that's something that I'm working on, trying to get the balance of being aware of people's emotions, but putting myself first sometimes when is necessary. Okay, so I feel like they were the main benefits that I wanted to discuss and that I found really interesting and I just wanted to share with you all because I think some of them are really beautiful and have definitely changed my mindset in how I feel about being a highly sensitive person. So the next segment is going to be talking about how I am dealing with being a sensitive person in the workplace because I found that when I made this post on TikTok, so many people commented on it saying, I just really struggle work-wise. I'm going to read out this particular comment that I actually replied to on TikTok and made a video about how I'm embracing being a sensitive worship, excuse me, sensitive person and specifically how I'm managing it in the workplace. So this person said, I just struggle work-wise finding a job that lets me be myself in this way. I, hop- I often have to pretend to be very different for jobs. Anyone, any ideas? So this is my take on things. I'm trying to be more open and honest about who I am in all aspects of my life, but we're specifically talking about the workplace in this instance. I've gotten to the point now in my life where I shouldn't have to hide who I am. I should be able to be proud of who I am. However, I am completely aware and understand that this can be really difficult and I think to be honest the older that you get or in my case the older that I've gotten the easier I am finding it to be more open and honest about who I am. Practically the way that I'm doing this is exposure therapy so if you don't know what exposure therapy is it's essentially where you expose yourself to something that you're afraid of or something that you fear in small manageable ways So at my current job, I started speaking to my close work friends about how I experience anxiety and depression and I didn't have to go into massive detail, I just mentioned it in conversation when it was relevant. And what I found when I did this was a lot of people shared really similar experiences. I think that most people experience bouts of anxiety or depression throughout their life, it's very normal. And I felt this almost weight lift off my shoulders when I was able to have these conversations with my work friends. It's also quite validating hearing that we're all sharing this human experience together. When I was feeling a little bit braver after I'd shared some of my experiences with anxiety and depression, when I remember last year, I think it was in August, I'd had a really bad night for some reason I don't think I'd slept and I was just feeling extremely anxious and 
I couldn't stop crying to be honest and I could not go to work that morning there was absolutely no way so I took this as an opportunity to be a little bit more open and honest with my work so instead of saying oh I've got a cough or a cold I can't come in I just texted my manager and I just said I'm struggling with my mental health today and I think that I'm not going to be able to come into work and don't get me wrong when I wrote this text and I sent it I was cringing a lot but actually once I sent it I was really proud of myself and then I got a text back straight away from my boss saying they completely understand I need to take as much time as I need to do whatever it is that makes me feel better and they also offered to call and see if I wanted to speak anything through with them which was really nice Anyway, took the day off work, did what I needed to do and then my boss texted me the next day saying, you know, asking me how I was, checking in with me and saying, if you need more time, that's absolutely fine. And I understand that maybe not all bosses are like this, but I think you might be surprised by how many people are understanding about mental health issues. I definitely think that as time goes on, more and more people are becoming more understanding of it and treating it as if it is just equally as bad as a physical condition, say if, I don't know, say if you hurt your back, people are treating it as equal to that. I also think that I've found that by doing this and being like more open and honest about my emotions and my sensitivity, that it fosters this environment where everybody else can be a little bit more open and honest about their emotions I don't know if this is the exact quote, but I love this line, be the change that you want to see. And I couldn't agree more. I think that if you cannot see an example of something, then you be the example. Another comment that somebody made that I found quite interesting, and I think this definitely does happen in the workplace and it happens in general life, is that people can sometimes tell you to suck it up or just deal with it when something happens that hurts your feelings or upsets you in some kind of way and then in turn somebody saying this could also upset you as well. I know it can be difficult when people make these kind of comments but what I found is that you kind of have to try and surround yourself with these people as little as possible and I know it can be difficult because you don't choose who you work with and you don't necessarily choose your family but when you can and when you feel brave enough, try and get away from these people because honestly, they're not the type of people that you necessarily want to be around. They don't really, from what, from the way that I see it, they don't seem like the kindest or patient or understanding and you just don't want to surround yourself with these types of people. In the moment when somebody makes this type of comment, I found that almost try and be neutral and don't give them any gratification or any reaction or try not to at least so instead of being like oh I'm really sorry like yeah I am being sensitive or yeah I just need to toughen up just yeah be neutral and kind of try and get away from the situation as quickly as possible because if you apologize and you say oh I'm so sorry like yeah I am being sensitive then you're giving them that validation of saying that they're right and that you do need to toughen up and this is the standard in this environment. I also think that 
if you can, try and feel sorry for these types of people because they've probably had something go on in their life or had this upbringing where they've been told to suppress their emotions. And I actually think it's quite sad and you've got to try and feel sorry for these people. One other thing that I find helps when I'm feeling really like emotional or really sensitive is trying to find humour in the situation. So for example, I watched Harry Potter a couple of months ago and I've seen this film so many times and I think I cried like seven times or something just because I found it so deeply emotional and I think this is absolutely hilarious. And in turn, I'm finding myself just not taking myself so seriously and trying to be a bit more light-hearted about my sensitivity and how I feel things so deeply. I think in general life I have been able to enjoy myself a lot more day to day because I'm just not taking myself so seriously and yeah who cares I cry all the time I think it's hilarious and something else about crying as well is I find crying very therapeutic and I actually think it's good for us in certain situations. I found that if I have a good cry about something so for example say I've broken up with somebody I will cry and like really feel my emotions feel like I'm properly able to process what's happened and I'm able to kind of move on from the situation properly and I'm able to sort of close that chapter. Also I did a little bit of research into crying because I find it quite interesting and Scientists say that when you cry for long periods of time, you release oxytocin and endorphins and the, these like feel good chemicals can help you ease emotional pain and physical pain, which makes so much sense because I think once you've had like a good cry, most of the time you do feel better. One other practical tip that I wanted to share is if you haven't already, you should definitely start journaling. If you're feeling a lot of emotions on a regular basis this is an amazing way to channel those emotions and to be able to express yourself in a place where there is no judgment no shame there's no rules there's no boundaries you can be as silly as you want I've said this before and I'll say it again journaling has healed my soul I think it is so therapeutic and also with journaling, it doesn't have to be, you know, just writing about your feelings like, oh dear diary, this is how I felt today. You can get so creative with it. And like I was saying before, I think that being creative is an amazing way to channel and express your emotions. So with my journaling, I do a mixture of writing, you know, about what's happened in my day, about my feelings, about anything that's been bothering me at that moment in time, or writing about things that you know, wonderful experiences that I've had as well. But I also integrate like drawings and pictures and just a bit of a mixture of different media formats. And if you ever wanted to look at my, some of the journal pages that I've done, I've done some videos on TikTok and also I've shared some examples of how you can be creative if you're journaling, if you needed some ideas to get started. 
the last thing that I wanted to say before I finish the podcast is, you know, everyone should be able to express their emotions. We're all human beings at the end of the day. And it is just part of the human experience. I think that also being able to feel your emotions deeply when you're a sensitive person is what makes life beautiful. And since I've adopted this kind of mindset, I feel proud and open about who I am. Thank you so much for listening. And I feel like that was a little bit all over the place, but I hope you found some value and I hope to see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. I'm new to this world of podcasting, generally putting myself out there on social media. So if you have any comments, feedback or questions, please contact me on my socials, Instagram and TikTok. So my handle is evegiovanna underscore, that's E-V-E-G-I-O-V-A-N-N-A underscore. And if you found value or enjoyed this episode, I would be grateful if you shared this with a friend or left a review.